departing, y'all. I just wanna be hey. It seems like everywhere I go, everybody there trying to steal the show. So I'm here with my plan. I gotta let him be who I am. I wanna show that now it's our time. Today is my day to make you say day. Cause I'm getting my way. It's my time to shine and it's What's up, everybody? It's your boy Sanchez Four or Five coming at you. It's on the Warpath podcast. Yes, I am back, y'all. Summer vacation. Redskins have been silent. Capitals have been loud. It's been exciting. I guess what eight weeks. Um, we found out that Darius Geis isn't the demon that uh, the NFL has uh, made him out to be or whatever organizations, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, have made him to be. He, he looks like he's a, a pretty decent kid. Um, we'll see when it comes time, when it comes clutch time in the season. But he is uh, looking like the ideal citizen. Uh, also, uh, like I said, we haven't heard that much from them. So this, it's a little exciting, but a little scary as well. Um, then uh, talking about y'all, I, I mean, uh, I, I know a lot of people that watch the YouTube channel and maybe listen to this uh, are invested in all the DC sports team. I'm just going to share my experience from watching that Stanley Cup final. I know we talk about the Redskins all the time, but when uh, when baby brother does good, we all do good, right? Holla if you hear me preach, boy. I'm doing the best I can. But anyway. I sit down, watch these finals, watch this. Well, watch the playoffs and the microcosm of what these playoffs were. It was always heart attack, stroke, or brain hemorrhage. It was never we could sit down and cruise to the finish, or that's what it seemed like. Going down 0-2 to the Blue Jackets. Then coming back, sweeping them the last four games, winning in six. Then you get the old dreaded elephant in the room and those dirty, ugly boys from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Captain Sidney Crosby. Finally, somehow, in a game six again, after giving up a lead in game one, which we sat here on the YouTube channel and watched them during the draft just uh, disintegrate. But they actually came back and won this series. Kuznetsov didn't think he scored on Murray, but he did. And then you had some hope. Um, hope, maybe fleeting hope. I, I don't know what it was. But the way we celebrate it, and Michael Wilbon said this might piss off a little bit of people, but he's not, he, he's halfway right. Uh, we acted like a minor league city once we beat the Penguins. Minor league sports town. Which is true, you're, you're only halfway there. And then 
the Tampa Bay Lightning. You look like you're about to choke there. A team you never had won in the playoffs at home the last time you played them a few years ago. They swept you. And it was looking like that. Come to it. They had won three games in a row after you had been up two to nothing. Everything's earned. And then shut them out the rest of the way. And then you get to Vegas and the Golden Knights, which Vegas was already invested in this team because of uh, the shooting that happened at that concert. Um, and they, they were they were Vegas strong. And you just got this sense in the back of your mind that, you know, is this really our time? Or is it the Cinderella team's time? Is it the expansion team? Is it time for us to see history? And after game one, you kind of thought like, yeah, that might be true. But then Braden Holtby does something to preserve a lead that we probably don't see that often. He stretches out with that stick like the hand of God and swaps away. I believe it was Ryan Reeves on that shot. I don't know who it was exactly, but who really cares? And then the whole series turned around, y'all. Won two games in a row at home. Coach Joe Gibbs even showed up to the Verizon Center. Darius Geis was there, too, boys and girls. And you started thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. And then game five came. Got on early. Then something else happened. The Knights had a one-goal lead going into that third period. And we were like, here we go. We can't let this opportunity go away from us. Then Chocolate City. Chocolate City's chocolate hockey player came up with a game-tying goal, uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly. And then uh, a few minutes later, Lars Eller. It's probably the easiest goal of the series. Comes back door with Flurry out there. And you just felt like, is this possible? And then in that little minute where they had an extra man advantage, and just kept on the icings, the icings. And you kept on still thinking that, is this really our time? And then. That final puck drop. 0.6 seconds left. And you hear Mike Emmerich say, the capital of the country is the capital of the hockey world. That is exciting for me. I still get emotional when I see those clips. I ugly cried. Like, ugly cried. I was so happy that I ugly cried. Um, I'm still holding out hope for this team uh, in in the Redskins, but I, I did want to share the experience uh, with you all. Um, also, uh, some things that I'm not happy with, um, this top 100 bull crap, I'm just going to call it this bullshit that uh, these NFL players vote on. How in the hell is DJ Swearinger or Alex Smith not on the top 100. I Trent, Trent wins. I'm fine with. 
But how in the ham sandwich can you justify that? Amir and I, we talked a little bit about this um, in a production meeting we had uh, earlier this week. And he said, well, I'm surprised Ryan Kerrigan wasn't on it. And I wasn't. Um, I think that uh, Ryan Kerrigan, as great as he is, he's not the best situational sacker. Like, I I don't really remember a time where he he may get a couple of, uh, he's not clutch. He he gets it in volumes. It's like, it's like a rack pole. Yeah, he had 10, he would have 10 sacks, but were they clutch? Were they memorable? I remember his interceptions more than I remember a sack. I can't really point to any time in Ryan Kerrigan's career where I say, God, that sack right there that Ryan Kerrigan had, that won the game. And I might be wrong, but I don't remember a time like that. So I don't think he deserves to be on there. But Swearinger, Alex Smith, for what he did in Kansas City last year, I thought that was a little disrespectful to rank Kirk Cousins ahead of him. But that's what the players think, according to NFL uh, Network. So, say la vie to that. There's a lot to prove. And not a lot of time, less than two weeks to training camp. Then we go to New England for the first preseason game. So it's going to be coming fast and furious. Amir and I, we talked uh, about doing some fantasy stuff, doing some pickums. I may involve my cat in that. Don't know. Um, the war room is got a new war room. So it's going to be exciting as well, too. And we, like I said, we were on summer break. But we did do some recording probably in mid-May. And um, I wanted to share those segments with you because I thought they were really fun. They were really exciting. Uh, we went over D. Hall retiring and Jason Witten retiring. Uh, there was a cheerleader scandal uh, back around that time. Um, like right after the draft, it was like with Bruce Allen. Uh, rumors of him maybe going to Oakland. Um, and then there was a front office shuffle. And I believe that that was when uh, Scott Campbell left, and then um, we talked a little bit a uh, little bit about uh, some other things and some things that we didn't fulfill. Uh, we thought we were going to do some some um, division previews, but we didn't do that, and uh, that that's my fault. It's nobody else's, uh, but. We're on a lot more platforms now since the last time uh, we recorded a podcast. And I think we're on Spotify, uh, Google, Overcast. If you bear with me here, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll confirm it. But I know we are on the iOS. So we are on the podcast for iPod. And then we're going to do a lot of stuff on the channel as well, too. Uh, the podcast will uh, primarily be for, like, after the game and, like, maybe in the middle of the week breaking news type stuff. So always stay tuned for that. Um, and then we'll do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, we're on Spotify now. And listen to us there. 
I did get overcast, right? We're still on anchor. Now that's where we do everything. And I guess you could say. Um, but cast box, that was the other one. So we're on, I think, in a combination of uh, nine different platforms. So I- I'm excited, y'all. Really excited. Um, I'm like a fat kid who found out they're going to Golden Corral for dinner. Um, just really excited. I'm really excited for the season to come up. Um, get ready. Just talk about the skins like we always do. So looking forward to it, folks. Um, like I said, we're gonna you're gonna have a lot of uh, content to view here. Uh, this is the lost episode episode or the lost segments. I don't really know what to call it. So we'll, we'll call it the lost episodes and uh, enjoy it. Relive some of it. Take Have a good laugh. We had some great conversations uh, throughout that little bit of recording that we did. As I always say here that I appreciate you guys for listening wherever you are, however you're listening or whenever you're listening, we appreciate you. Uh, stay tuned. Big things are happening for us here on the Warpath. But I'll turn it over to myself after the break. And we'll talk about D. Hall, Jason Witten retiring, and cheerleading scandals, front office stuff, and a little bit more, y'all. It's the On the War podcast, and we are back, y'all. Talk to you soon. Back here on the Warpath Podcast, St. Charles 405. We got Amir here. And Amir, we had some people call it a career. Of course, D'Angelo Hall, uh, who was with the Skins for like the last 10 years of his career. But also uh, Jason Witten from the Dallas Cowboys. He retired as well, and he's going to join the Monday Night Football crew. Cowboys are kind of cluttering the uh, color commentary world of the NFL now, but can't really say too many bad things about Jason Witten. No, not at all. He was he was a class act, Hall of Fame career for sure. As much as you hated to play him, you hated to love him more just because of how good of a guy he was. Yeah, I believe he was a multiple nominee for Walter Payton Man of the Year. He might have. Might even one one year. Let me see. He did. He did win. Um, yeah, eleven time Pro Bowler, two time first team All Pro, two time second team All Pro, one Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year in 2012. I mean, just, just his numbers were just amazing. Uh, 1,152 receptions for 12,448 yards and 68 touchdowns. Yeah, heck of a career by him. I, I mean, the the biggest thing I ever remember about Jason Witten was, um, I can't remember when it was, but I know they were playing Philadelphia, and he legitimately lost his helmet and kept on running. I don't remember what year <laughs> yeah. that was, but I know it was on Sunday Night Football, and he just ran. I think he ripped off like 61 yards and almost scored a touchdown there, and Dallas actually has that 
somewhere in their new facility. Um, I've recently watched that um, All or Nothing, and this this time it follows the Dallas Cowboys around, and it was painful to watch mm-hmm. it twice. Us getting shellacked, and um, but I, I, you know, Jason wouldn't he good class act guy. Too bad he had to deal with Jerry Jones and Tony Romo and not win a Super Bowl. So sad for him, but you know, oh well, that that's life. Some people play this game uh, fifteen years and they don't do it, and it's the same thing with D'Angelo Hall. I I don't. And Jason didn't even get as far. As the champion, he got didn't get as far as the divisional round either, being with Dallas, and a lot of people would said Dez caught it and he would have been in the championship game, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, good career. Don't really look forward to listening to him on Monday Night Football, um, but D'Angelo Hall. Let's get to the point. He has decided to hang it up and. Probably you and I played more NFL games than he did over the last four years. <laughs> Probably so. At least definitely since Jay Gruden became the head coach, which for some reason is which has nothing to do with D'Angelo Hall playing. It just happened to be when um Jay Gruden took over as head coach, D Hall's just starting to get hurt a lot. Yeah. His body is starting to give out. Yeah. That was about it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, some of the favorite moments I had of D. Hall, um, who actually, it was kind of weird how D. Hall came to Washington because he had a falling out with Al Davis in Oakland. And after he. Yeah, signed, it was like, in the middle of that 2008 season. Yeah. Because then he came back. If I'm not mistaken, his first game with the Redskins in 2008 was. Um, was on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think that was his first game. And I think he even had a pick in that game, too. Um, you know, also, he, I know we won that game. No, we didn't win that game. No, that was in 2008 when we started 6-2. and two. Yeah, yeah, we didn't win that game. Well, I thought we did. Okay. No, didn't win that one. Uh, we won the game in Dallas, but we didn't win the the game in Washington and I, I like D'Angelo Hall a, a local guy from um, I think he went to Deep Creek Virginia Tech yeah, oh, yeah well in uh, the Tidewater area Virginia Beach area I think that's where he went mm-hmm. to and he went to Virginia Tech like you said he played with Michael Vick for a little bit got drafted by the Falcons in that really strong 04 draft, and before we even got on here, you and I uh, talked about it. And this, he came from a good, like a good draft, like the, that produced Eli Manning, Larry Fitzgerald, Philip Rivers, Sean Taylor, uh, Roy Williams, the wide receiver, and uh, Big Ben, of course, Tommy Harris, uh, Big uh, Porkchop, uh, Will Fork. Uh, Vince Wolfork and uh, Will Smith of the Saints. So, I mean, it was a lot of guys. And Ben Watson, who's still playing today, uh, came out of that draft. So, he, he will mm. go down as a player. He probably, he probably falls shy of the Hall of Fame, um, probably because of team accolades and everything. And he was 
Probably, you know, he never had a championship. He never made it to the championship round. But, you know, but there's plenty of people who didn't win a championship to make it to he the didn't make Hall it to the thing. championship round, though, in his rookie year. No, he didn't. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. His first year. Um, well, my bad. But, uh, I, anyway, but besides the point, you know, he, you know, just these last couple of years, and he said himself in his retirement message that, his goal was always to, get a, to be a Hall of Fame player. He wanted to be a Hall of Fame player, and that he knows he knows that in his career he came up just a little bit short of it. And I agree with that sentiment that you know if he had stayed healthy the past couple of seasons and really was able to contribute at safety like they had planned for him to, right? Then I think then he definitely would have. You know, if they had padded up his stats some, you know, either he got some more tackles or he had gotten a few more picks or some fumble recovery, something like something like that. And maybe even just uh, another playoff win would have been nice. Of course, you know, that would have been nice for all of us as Redskins fans. But... A playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, look at it. He started... 16 all 16 games so from 2010 to 2013 he started all those games um made nice with Des Bryant um made nice with D'Angelo uh not D'Angelo good lord uh Deshaun Jackson <laughs> on Monday night uh so you know it was a couple times I mean he'll go down as a risk taker and sometimes that caused him to get burned. He made nice with T.O. Uh, when he was in Atlanta and Philadelphia. They kind of had that little uh, tic-tac back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, will he go down as a Hall of Famer? No. We, we know that for a fact. But, I mean, he'll go down as in the Hall of OK. Because um, you can write the story without him. Mm-hmm. But he'll go. I think he may. He may go into the Redskins ring of fame. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I really do. Because he did um, probably his biggest rise to f- fame was back in 2010. I don't know if we just – we didn't mention that yet. Uh, when he picked off Jay Cutler not once, not twice, not three times, but four times and tied the NFL record. Uh, I remember watching that game in my uh, dorm room at college. <laughs> they they were like, Jay, Jay Cutler was like, when is he gonna just go and stop throwing? To him? I think Troy Aikman actually said that on that game. He's like, when? Yeah, well, I know one of the one of the commentators did say that. It's just, what? When is he gonna stop throwing, dude? Yeah, I, I was just like, wow, this is ridiculous. And he actually took one back, and that was a close game too. Um, and I think his touchdown was the was one of the difference makers there. I mean, it was one time where she, and this was the year Chicago went to the NFC Championship game. It was like number one in the conference, I think, that year. And um, he uh, – No, no, Falcons had the number one seed that year. Oh, so the Falcons got upset in 2010. That's right, yeah, because yeah, the, the Packers beat them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, my bad. Um, but that's probably the biggest rise of fame. And Jay Cutler threw a touchdown pass right to him. And he took that all the way to the house, and I thought it was, that was a ninety-four yard return. I yeah, want to say, I, I believe so. I, I think you're right on that one, and that was one of the six wins that the Redskins got in Mike Shanahan's uh, first season. 
as the head coach Ooh. of the Burgundy Gold uh, wins that were far. I call that the overtime season because uh, at least four of those wins were decided in overtime. Exactly four. Four of those six wins were in overtime <laughs> uh, against Jacksonville. Amy. Yeah. Against, uh, well, no, excuse me, I lied. Three of those oh. wins. They went 3-1 and one in overtime. They lost to the Texans. Then they beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the eventual champions, uh, mm-hmm. in overtime. Titans. That was like a weird Redskins-like um, correlation for a while. We would always, for some reason, we would always play and beat the eventual Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Or we'd play them really good. It, mm-hmm. And that's a correlation that I always set from like, oh six to like 2014 um there was a big like a big correlation like if you play the nfc east whoever played a full set of schedule of the nfc east or they were in the nfc east, they won the super bowl the mm-hmm. the giants did it twice and then i think golly how did it start? I think it started with Pittsburgh. No, it didn't start with Pittsburgh. That couldn't have been. That wouldn't have been possible. Indianapolis. It started with Indianapolis when they won it that year, and um, then I think the Giants won it the year after that. Then Pittsburgh won it that year. You go back and look at it. It was for a while, and I think it got to where the Broncos were that uh, when Peyton Manning played out of his mind towards the end of his career, that was his outlier season, and he threw 55 touchdown passes. Uh, mm-hmm. They broke, the, the Seahawks broke that streak, but they're still representative in the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I think that was a lot to be told there about that NFC East at that time, and D'Angelo Hall had a lot to do with that uh Playing those guys rough and tough and rock them and socking them and all that good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, he'll be missed. Um, uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, in the, in the twenty thirteen season, D. Hall actually had a pick on off of uh, Peyton Manning. Yep, and almost turn, returned for. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did in that twenty thirteen season. Last interception. It may have been. I think everything else was like a I know fumble he had, recovery. You know, I know he had a fumble recovery against the Eagles in 2015. Yes. But that might have been his last pick. I think it was it against was, Payne Manning. I th- you might be right there. I, I, yeah, in 2013. Well, I'm again. I don't hear that enough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you may, may. <laughs> Operative word is being may. That you might be right. But gonna miss D'Angelo Hall. I, I just liked his swagger. I, I liked the time he cussed out the ref and said, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. That was see, now that was his seven five seven coming out up in him. That that's what that was. That was that thug that was the thug life coming out of him. Like, I'm gonna cut you, I'm gonna cut your family, and I'm gonna cut you up. He was like, F you, F you, F you. And I was like, God, I was shaking my head because we were just sitting there losing to Pittsburgh. It was rain. It was rainy. It was a crappy day. And nobody was catching the ball from RG3. Um, and he just comes out there and he just like, they had to blur it out, I remember. 
after when you watch the replay of it, because all he was like, F you, it's just like, F you, F you, F you, and thank you, you have fine for it, but it was, <laughs> it was a thing to behold, it, it was absolutely beautiful uh-huh. to see him, um, to see him do that. <laughs> oh, gosh, old d me, Angelo, as some people call him, because he was all about me sometimes, but I, I think he became a good uh, leader, Amongst the men there. Yeah, and I do. Um, yeah, I think I'm fact-checking you, man. I think you're right. That's when D'Angelo Hall. I'm looking at this. I'm trying to find it out right now. I, I know. he he's, he's thirsting for that. So. And. Um, so. With D'Angelo Hall going. And. I would like to say I stood behind D'Angelo Hall on this program on YouTube when some people predicted that he was going to be cut. Don't know who, but some people did predict that he tried to forecast that he was going to be cut last year. Don't know who that was, but... I couldn't tell you. I didn't... Sounds like a loser. I All right, know. well, you, you know what? You're preaching to the choir, buddy. Preaching. Sounds like somebody who, who still owns a Kirk Cousins jersey. Yeah, it does. It does sound like someone who owns a, a Kirk Cousins jersey. They might be a mirror, but it's all good, though. It's all good. I was right. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, I was so right. You gotta love it. You got to love it. <laughs> and he's just sitting there. He's like, he's like, uh, you can shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> oh, come on now. I still love you. <laughs> oh, that's 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 hurts hurt Sanchez's feelings oh. there. The, is a hurt chaz right now. Yeah, it's a hurt chaz. You you damaged hurt chaz four tears. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you were wrong anyway, so that's good. D'Angelo oh, Hall had good. a uh, pick against uh, Tony Romo. Uh, no, yeah, Tony Romo Dal- the last Dallas game. Okay, uh-huh. against the last Dallas game. Yeah, of twenty thirteen. Uh, well, yep. that was his last pick, anyways. So yep. no one. He he played another full season. They went thirteen and three the following year. No, 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 that was um, thirteen. He messed his back up, but he made it back in time for the fourteen season, and then they went in like that's the year. But he only played three. He, he only played three games in the fourteen season. No, he didn't. He got Romo. hurt in that Philly game and tore his ACL. Romo? No, I'm talking about D'Angelo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were still talking about Romo. No, no. Okay. No, okay. no Romo. No more Romo. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but either way, he shall be missed. But the clock goes on. He he was expendable, but you can't really put uh, a price on leadership. So he he'll be missed, and we look forward. To he's see- a smart guy. He's uh, yeah. wanting to get into either broadcasting or into a front office position. And I think if the Red Teams are smart, they 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 tra- start to transition him somewhere into the uh, the front office while they're doing some restructuring, anyways. Team so. president. No, 
God, no. Not yet. Team president? <laughs> I mean... No, man, that's going to be Eric Schaefer's job. And then goodbye to Scott Campbell. I get... Well, yeah, Scott Campbell is gone. Yeah, and, but and we'll, and, and we'll uh, get him Now, by next year, Kyle Smith should be named general manager of the Redskins. Um, more than likely, Doug will stay in his role. And then uh, Schaefer will get bumped up to um, president, team president. And then D'Angelo Hall will come in there and be player personnel guru. Something. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe he'd, maybe he'd be a secondary assistant to uh, Torian Gray. There you go. The Virginia Tech boys well, have it yep, back on. Uh, yeah. DB, DB, the, what do they call Virginia Tech? DBU, right? DBU, yeah. Hokey, hokey, hi. VPI, go RPI, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm not even going to get that. <laughs> oh but God. we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to get into a little bit of that restructuring there in the front office. And we're going to talk about special privileges of season ticket holders. It's the On the Warpath podcast. Back here on the podcast after talking about D'Angelo Hall, um, Fritz Woot comes to mind. No? Nobody? No. Okay. Fritz Woot doesn't come to mind. So Oh Fritz Smoot. Yeah. I thought you said like I thought you said Fritz Woot. I was like wow. Who is Fritz Woot. No, well, I'm just saying, when I read the story about you know where I'm getting at with this, talking about that cheerleader scandal. Uh-huh. That two things, two things came into my mind. Fritz Smoot, I'm like, why, why is Fritz Smoot in the front office? That's the first thing I said. And then two, it's so convenient that something like this comes out days after a report that Bruce Allen was looking to go to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It doesn't make too much sense. It, it, it just like it, it just seems too perfectly placed. Not to say somebody leaked this story. I don't know if it was Brucey Boy, but it's just too convenient. So if, for those who don't know, which it's been like two weeks since we've actually sat down and talked, um, apparently when they went to Costa Rica. And the cheerleading squad went to Costa Rica in 2013 for the calendar shoot. Um, some of the Redskins officials collected passports upon arriving and uh, depriving them of their official identification. And this is quoted from the uh, New York Times article. And um, they went to, for the photo shoot, at the adults only Occidental Grand. Pagayo Resort and some of the cheerleaders were required to be topless though photographs used for the calendar would not show nudity. Um, Others wore nothing but body paint. 
And this wasn't anything to be concerned of, but Redskins had invited spectators. And it was a contingency of alleged sponsors and FedEx Field suite holders, all men. And they were granted up-close access to the photo shoot. So, you got a bunch of dirty old men with too much money to spend going to the beach to look at pretty women. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin with who thought this was a good idea. This is not. It's not funny. It's not funny. I, I'm not trying to make it. Fun. We're not. La- yeah, just to be, be be clear that we are not laughing at no, sexual misconduct in any way, shape, no. or form. We are laughing at the, the the sheer idiocracy that is the the brain trust or the the thinking behind who would allow this to even happen in the right. first place. That's in which I would have to go. You know. Of course, you know, you know it's, it was a shareholders thing, so you have to go with you know the shareholders, such as you know the people who are in charge of that, such yeah. as Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder. I have to go to the top there. Yes, even though like I that and they went as to the much top. of a as much of a fool and an idiot and a just incompetent moron we like to think of Daniel Snyder as. Well. I, and we wouldn't be wrong. Well, yeah. I just... He, he didn't... He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Not with the wife that he has. Because Tanya Snyder is, is no joke. And I don't mean that as like she is like... She is very... She, she, she is a beautiful woman. But the kind of charity work she does and the outbringing she does for for women and everything, um, always uh, doing a uh, they have they have their annual model walk that they do and the the proce- all the proceeds go to I believe breast cancer research. I believe she herself is a survivor of breast cancer if I she remember is. correctly. Yes. So with the kind of work that she, just the kind of charity work that she does and just being the kind of you know strong woman she is. That's just really surprising to me that Dan would allow that to even happen. So that's why I'm not even sure if I can go all the way to Dan on that one. I if he was even I, I would there disagree. or if he was even involved. Yeah, I disagree. I'm actually reading um, some of the... If you go in this article, they actually... They quoted an article from the Washington City paper with Dan Snyder like, tried to sue... Um, in 09 says Mr. Snyder was bringing the craft closer to pole dancing every season Ooh. and he, it, it seems like it's beginning to get overly sexualized every season since then uh, they were talking about um, ad breathing uh, breathy male voices discussed a listener contest which five lucky winners uh, would have Redskins cheerleaders wash their cars. So I, I can't really say that that he's not to blame for that or whoever he's got that's doing this. Um, that now does Jerry do this with the um, with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? 
he's always at the cutting edge of something. So if he's trying to cut off anything, it'd be closer. But when I thought of, when I thought of, I said, "Who the fuck thought this was a good idea?" Yeah, I said it. Um, not only because of the climate that we're in now, but like if you have a daughter. Like this, if you have a daughter, you don't want no grubby ass. You don't want no grubby bastard looking at her topless. If you have a wife, you don't want some creep looking at her topless. And you put people in a compromising situation. That that's why people always say, "Well, why can't you speak to power?" No, these these women only work this part-time job. But it's probably right. one of the most... It, People it, don't know. The, the, right. An infiltrator is not a full-time job. Right. It's... it's Honestly, though, it's it's really... I think it's, it's it's like bar money for them, basically. Pretty much. Or, like, just to pay them loans off. Yeah, to basically pay off some student loans. Yeah, a lot, but, that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, and... I, so, I mean, this... In this it's, just, it's such a red-skin thing to do. I'm like, golly, like, you just come off of having a good draft, people talking good about you, and then you had this. We have the glorious news that <sighs> Bruce Allen may be leaving. Yeah. And this this comes out. Yeah, and I, I'm just, ah. And you're just like, son, son of a it's bitch. Still, yeah, you can't get, we can't win. No pun intended. <laughs> Like, there's nothing normal about the Redskins and how they do things. There's nothing normal about this team. This is a later. This is just a microcosm. People are like, "Well, this this doesn't make sense." Um, if you know the Redskins, it does. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I still go to the point. Who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Like who? Like this had to go through three or four different people before this. This, yeah, this is a good well, also, idea. You know what's happening in every single NFL team? It's not just the Redskins. It's just the Redskins have dumb, dumb ones to get caught. Like, like what? Did Sonny Jurgensen go down there and smoke an SJ nine? <laughs> and then he gets his SJ nine smoked. I don't know. <laughs> This, it's the climate that we're in now that, like, I, I just don't understand why this would be okay. Have you not seen what's on TV? Have you not seen... I'm sorry. I was in a fraternity in college. But I would never excuse like, reckless behavior like that. It's a good quote that I always learn. And, and like, I don't understand, like, why these kids do this, why they were like, um, like that dude who was um, at Stanford. And he's like, well, we don't want to ruin this kid's career. We don't. Like, who gives a damn? White privilege. Just saying. Uh, you know, I, I just. It's just privilege in general. And I, I sit there, I'm like, I just. Like, and I tell, I, I help advise my fraternity 
now as an alumnus, and I tell them all the time, this is common sense. As she says, no, you don't go. As she doesn't say yes, don't deal with that mess. So I, it's just such a red skin thing. I think we kind of got off topic with that. But anyway, I think that this probably is something, and Bruce Allen even issued a statement about it, but I didn't even bother to look it up because I just think this is common sense. It's common damn sense. That That's all it is. And we should be disappointed as fans. Like, people get all bent out of shape about us screwing up in free agency or us not doing the right things. This is something that you should be disgusted in. Whether it's mm-hmm. true, I don't know. But you should legitimately, di- if you don't give a damn about this, and it'll show you how quick, because this story has went away that quick. It just shows you where the priorities in society are. And the old mentality of boys will be boys. But you know what? We we were gonna go into this shuffle, but I, I'm just gonna take a break because I'm I'm like very disgusted right now, and I, I got a uh, chill on my back. But I don't know why they hired Fritz Moot to plan these things. It's the On the Warpath podcast. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. This is the On the Warpath podcast. We have Sanchez four or five over here, over there, with Amir, the executive producer. So, uh, right now we're gonna go into a little, little, uh, little cupid shuffle, little front office shuffle, so to speak. <laughs> down, down, do you down? Anyways. So, uh, as some of you may have known, uh, Scott Campbell, who was the former, uh, basically head of scouting, he he was the director of college personnel, and he his contract with the Redskins has now expired. Last year, when they restructured the front office after the firing of Scott McLuhan. And they named Doug the Senior Vice President of Player Personnel. They bumped Eric Schaefer up to Senior Vice President of Football Operations and General Counsel. Scott Campbell was just uh, reassigned as a Senior Personnel Executive. And uh, his contract was not renewed this year. He was, um, they mutually parted ways, basically. And last year, Kyle Smith, uh, which some may think, well, Smith is a very common name. Right. It's probably the most common name in the United States. But also, (laughs) Kyle Smith is the son of one A.J. Smith, one former uh, general manager of the San Diego Chargers of now Inglewood. And uh, Kyle Smith is just rising up. He is a rising front office star. Uh, his uh, work has been impeccable. 
he is a uh, class act from what I hear. He's a professional. Unlike and his father. Unlike his father, that's right. In which, you know, we can't always blame that. You know, we can't. Uh, I believe that the term, the, the saying is, uh, don't don't punish the son for the fathers of the sin. Or, don't oh, punish the son for the sins of the father. Oh. Hey, it's all right. So we, won't, we won't punish your son for that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> leave, leave the porn you walked there. You walked right into that one. <laughs> Just a bit. And, um... Uh, it honestly will not surprise me because of, you know, besides these rumors of uh, Bruce Allen wanting to go back to as much as he denies it, you know. Of course, that's all just political. Uh, as much as Bruce Allen wants to deny going, wanting to go back to Oakland, I'm sure he actually he doesn't want to get out of Washington as much as we want him out of Washington. Um, it would not surprise me by next by next season after the league after before the league year starts. Probably during, you know, depends on how far the Redskins make it into the play, if they get into the playoffs, and that's that that that's a long time away from now. Uh, but it would not surprise me in the slightest if Kyle Smith is named general manager of the Washington Redskins, and that uh, Doug would probably keep his role. Uh, maybe instead of senior vice president, he becomes executive vice president. I'm not sure if that's actually higher than senior or not. I I, I don't know um, business terms yet, regardless of this being, being a business major. Um, but he may get bumped up some uh, and be still be in charge of uh, player personnel. And Eric Schaefer, the current senior vice president of football operations, uh, will be bumped up to team president. That is, I fully expect that to happen within the next year. A lot of people think that, well, Bruce isn't going anywhere into the stadium deal in place. Well, what if the Redskins can't get a stadium deal in place because Bruce is there? Yes. There's the other side of that. There's, yeah. You know, you, there's two, yeah. Sides, two sides to every coin, six sides to every die. Yeah. That's true. And now with the governorship in Virginia changing hands and one of Ralph Northam's, um, I don't know if he was saying this just to challenge his primary opponent, um, but he said the Redskins should change their name, need to change their name before they can move to Virginia. I don't know how much his tune has changed on that mm-hmm. since getting there because – I think it'd be great for the state if it'd be great for the Commonwealth if they could bring that team in there. But like you said, it might be something with Bruce Allen. One because and, of politics. Well, honestly, they may just want to. Maybe they don't want to go to Virginia. Maybe they actually, you know, with you know, with a Republican in office right now with with President Trump, uh, it may be easier to get a stadium deal done within D.C. I mean, they are the Washington Redskins. I mean, as much as I think it, I would agree with you that the that the uh, stadium being in Virginia would probably be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may just want to. Why not just rebuild over the the, the old RFK site? Well, they've why already not? got plan. They've already got plans for that. Actually, they they actually re re um, released some plans of what they were going to do to the area around old RFK. So, 
I I don't know. I, I just think your facility. See, the one thing about the Redskins are, uh, there are their facilities in Virginia, their training camp, and their operation, which it's been in Virginia for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you play in Maryland, which the only reason why they stopped playing in Mar- uh, stopped playing in D.C. was because the mayor of D.C. insulted Jack Kent Cook. They've been up there ever since. Um, so, and, and, you know, and going back to that, like I said, I think it's politics, not because there's a Republican in um, office at the White House, because that, that would have nothing. Well, that sort of does, because the Department of the Interior, I think, owns that land. Um, mm-hmm. But they still would have to go through the D.C. government for it as well. So there's a lot of it. Uh, there's a lot of tape there. And uh, so I think Virginia is logical. The only thing I think hinders that with Bruce Allen being a part of it is that his brother, George, the one-time governor and I think he was two-time senator, um, isn't on the same party lines as the current governor in Virginia while they might have support in uh, supporting the House of Delegates. The only reason why I know this is because I live in Virginia. So, but um mm-hmm. yeah, not to bore you with politics or anything like I just going back to long long story short, you're right in a sense. I, I I'll give you that, but I I think that until Bruce is gone, I don't think anybody that's a Democrat wants to talk turkey because of his older brother. So, Mm-hmm. Well, that's also you may have a, you may have a point there about the name. I mean, uh, it is actually Dan Snyder does own a patent on the on the if they were have to change the name, he does on. own a patent on the Washington Warriors. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. God, I thought he had it on the Bravehearts still. That no, no, I don't believe so. I know for I know for a fact that the um he does own a patent on the Washington Warriors. For the um, in the in the utmost case that they do have to change the name, in which let's let's talk about that for a second. Yes, you know, I, we're we're not. This isn't like the whole name debate of like, oh, it's it's racist. It's not racist. Yeah, we we all know that. Come on, we're 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 not stupid. But you know, for a team that's been around for eighty six years now. Yes. Uh, do you? Yes, it would cost them millions of dollars to change the brand. Absolutely, I believe. I believe the cost is going to be about. I think they said it'd be twenty to twenty-five million to change the brand completely. Because when you think about it, you're going to have to have. You're going to have to pull all the merchandise. And everything, um, of course, you can donate that to you know third world countries, but you know you have to pull all the merchandise from all the shelves everywhere, all over the world, resend out new merchandise. Uh, get besides you know how already having the patent, but also like getting the copyrights on everything. Uh, you're gonna have to come up with uh, new branding all across, new advertisement, and yeah, it's it, it's gonna be expensive as shit to change the name. Yes, but you know, just in today's day and age, I think we're just getting closer and closer to the point where I, they they're probably going to have to do that in the next ten years. 
you know, as much as I hate to say, I've always been a Redskins fan. You've yes. always been a Redskins fan. Oh yes. We, you know, my 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 parents are from the D.C. area. They raised me as a Redskins fan, mm-hmm. and there's there's just no denying it that you know time. You know, as Bob Dylan said, the times they are changing. So, you know, the, the times in the NFL are changing. I mean, you know, in the, the world, I, yeah. You know the Cleveland Indians in baseball, the uh, the um, the Atlanta Blackhawks, and um, not the Atlanta Blackhawks, Chicago um, Blackhawks, the Atlanta. Thank Braves. you, Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Kansas City Chefs. Kansas City Chefs. Yeah, you know the Chiefs. You know, are you know I think is the is the least of everybody's worries as far as that na- as that name debate goes. I mean, it's just an arrowhead with the name Chiefs on it. But what's the difference, though? Exactly. Yeah, that—that's my point. And I. Well, the difference is it's not—it's not the the image of a Native American. Oh. It's not, and it's also not, you know, it's just the—it's just the arrowhead. And that's like saying, like you call a spade a spade. Yeah, that's a, that's a term we use to call black people spades sometimes. Oh, it's just the 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 Washington spades. I mean, my my opinion, and I, I'm just going to set the record straight on this right now. I don't support a name change until they do it across the board. That means the Indians. That means the chefs. That means the Braves. Mm-hmm. That means the Blackhawks. When they change all of that, I will be fine. But of course, you know, realistically, that all won't happen at once. I know, but I'm just saying, phase it out. I, I that that's fine if you, they want to do that. But they need to set a precedent. Don't just go over on our team. And I, I, I don't know. I just like I said, we we've been Redskin fans for a long time. I don't see. And they've done all of these, all these studies, all these, I don't know who they're polling, but it's like with Stephen A, and I don't really give Stephen A. Smith a lot of credit for something. If you call somebody the N-word, that's a whole, everybody knows that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. If you... Call somebody, or, uh, you don't even use it to call people. Is that really insult to Native Americans? Like, yo, what up, my red skin? Like, I, I, I don't know, but that, that's maybe that's my ignorance. Um, th- there's not a common, like, saying, oh, well, that, that word is taboo. We don't say that. You still got high schools. That use Redskins up until like what fifteen years ago, the University of Miami, the Red Hawks down used to be the Redskins. Um, I know that uh, in, in here in California, they actually they just within the last few years they put a ban on the name for uh, high school for uh, mascots. Liberals. Um, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, and I mean, it goes back to like what we talked about in our um, our other segment. Um, you know, it's just the world we live in. Um, I like I don't care if people don't want to use the name Redskins. 
but don't when we're on like don't be ignorant like Phil Sims and be like the Washington football team and you're on inside the NFL. Who the hell do you think we're talking? Phil, are you talking about the Capitals? Because this is inside the NFL. I, so I only assume when you say Washington, you'd be talking about the Wizards basketball or, or the Capitals or the Nationals. Don't do that. Don't do not do that. Don't say that NFL team or the professional football team. Say Washington. Just say Washington. Get it over with. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, they raped and pillaged. The Fighting Irish, angry, short leprechaun fighting. Um, the Giants, I'm a big person. That offends me. Uh, oh, my gosh. Come on now. Uh, the 49ers, toothless miners who did. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm not defending any, any of this. Don't don't take that that way. Um, but I... I Either either way, I, I just think that this is a uh, rather interesting topic. I, it's not going away anytime soon. Um, I'm not like one of these radicals. Like, I'm going to fight for that name. If the time comes, like with anything, if it's time to change it, then present something to me, and I'll tell you if I like it. But, but it's just been going off on this. If if the Washington Redskins were to change the name to the Washington Warriors, what would you think? I would be fine with it. I'd what would fine. you think the mat? What, what would the mascot be? Just leave it the same way. So, but if people have the problem with it, and not only the name but the image of the mascot, they don't have a problem with the image. Though they have a problem with the name. That that's the thing, though. I've heard it's both. I've heard it's, it's I've not, heard it's not it's just... mostly the name, but I could be wrong on that. Um, just switch back to the Arrow from 1976. I always liked that. Then when they did that um, 2000, uh, that 2002, when they did that burgundy uh, throwback from 1969, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that too. I, bring um, that, that. Bring that back then. I, I hate that the AF the uh, AFL it's not AFL Arena Football League yeah, is mm-hmm. AFL um, that the, the AFL team in DC is called the Valor because I personally I think the Valor is a badass name um, and then that way you could be yeah you're right it is bad oh come on. they're not that bad didn't they almost like win last year no they are terrible oh okay well they don't have Jay Gruden coaching them <laughs> he might after this year. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, yeah. <laughs> they anyway, <laughs> but I think I think it's an awesome name personally, and that you know you totally you know with it being DC and uh, being around you know military and everything like that, you could totally make it into a whole like you know military kind of thing. But yeah. I digress. Um, Faded Valor, only at Capital One Arena during the summer. Faded Valor. They're terrible. Pretty much. Yeah, but anyway, so, Washington, probably. football in Washington, that's just how it is. <laughs> Not even the arena team, which mm-hmm. only has four teams to compete with. Can't, can't that's compete. true. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so we do have uh, one more segment coming up after this. We'll yes. talk a little bit about the camp that is miniaturized a four rookies. Yes. Yes. This is the On the Warpath podcast. Back here on the On the Warpath podcast, the final segment. And after getting into political debates on the last two segments, oh, we go back. We focus back on football. And uh, the Redskins had rookie minicamp uh, last week from the, uh, what was it, the, the 11th through the 13th or something like that, or the 10th through the 13th, I don't know. And I then, believe so. I think actually it was just uh, the 11th and the 12th. Yeah, the 11th Honestly, and the 12th. I don't, Friday, I don't, I don't think they did anything Sunday. Yeah. And um, good news about Darius Geis. He uh, is the first one open with – was in the team meeting, had his playbook open, and was ready to go. Um, he took a lot of pictures. They scared him with a snake. Um, but good, good things about him. Tim Settle, so your first two – Two draft picks of your mock draft are, are mm-hmm. panning out early, looking looking really good so far. Mm-hmm. Another one that impressed very much was our Mister Relevant, Trey Quinn. Yes, yes, Trey Quinn. And that um, he was uh he he apparently his route running is very very good. Is that it's they're calling his route running incredibly crisp and very very fine. Hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. I think and I, I we like this guy. We looked at his measurables. He he reminded me of Thielen, and I think you said Julian Edelman. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I, I know I said Thielen, so I don't know if you said Edelman or not. But look, I, I mean, they, they look like they have a lot of um a, a lot of good things out of minicamp coming there. So I, I mean, that's what you need out of this draft class is you need instant performers, which I think the Redskins had a great draft class last year because of the uh, use of everybody. They got that game experience. And hopefully they're going to carry it over into uh, this upcoming season. But it looks like the Redskins are worth their medal. And it's really exciting. They actually signed three players, two, following the uh, the tryout there. Uh, Casey Dunn, Vontae Diggs, and Darvin Kidsey, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a wide receiver. Uh, Dunn is a linebacker. Diggs is a wide receiver. And, oh, excuse me. Dunn is a lineman, offensive lineman. Linebacker is Diggs. And the wide receiver is uh, Kidsey. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, welcome back to the Washington Redskins. Sean LaValle. He was re-signed in the last couple of weeks. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. And Ari Conjo has has torn his quad, so he's probably done for the yeah, year. Yeah, they said he's going to go in for a second opinion. 
um, on that. And then, uh, yeah, it, you know, another year to see Laval get beat up like a rag doll. That that's always fun. Mm-hmm. If he can make it on the field to, to be one. Uh, Darius Geis is all smiles and a, a ball of energy during uh, the mini camp, and I know Deron Payne. And now they actually got his name right. It's actually D A R O N, and that's because I think some people are spelling D E apostrophe R O N. I think we even made that mistake. I thought it was D A apostrophe R O N. No, yeah, it's it's, it's just D A R O N. Yeah, they corrected that. For him, okay. um, and then I think um, they said that Quinn Blanding, the U- UVA uh, safety, uh, he's looking good as well too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can't wait till preseason to see some of these guys play. Because absolutely, yeah. yeah I, I I mean I think that you know it's kind of funny because like even with these defensive linemen coming in there. You remember us thirsting over, like, well, me primarily thirsting over Jonathan Hankins. Pray tell. Mm-hmm. Forgot about him. Um, you know, thinking about Des Bryant. Forgot about him. Um, But I, I like this draft class. I know some people got on there and they were getting upset. Um, You know, I, I think uh, B. Milton, he was a little upset about the Deron Payne. Um, pick up and uh, mm-hmm. then I, I think uh, Louis T was uh, was peeved very to the least yes I, I thought that was kind of funny when he got on there too he's just like he's like look look they say we're gonna have disagreements in the family and I'm like I'm sitting there watching this video like <laughs> where like, are you oh. going with this <laughs> I'm like, where are you going? He's like, they're brainwashing you. You don't believe it. We needed a, a playmaker. We needed a playmaker on defense. We didn't get that. Derwin James was there. I was like, yeah, he was, but I mean, you know, like uh, I, I was okay with passing on him I for me. Yeah, like I'm sorry about like and and the whole and the whole you know the Redskins had a, had a top five. <laughs> Defense in the first, you know, five games. That's what got well, it. Yeah, what got me. was that but, right there? They can't stay healthy. But they weren't healthy. Exactly, they, they weren't healthy. Yeah, that, they need they need depth at the positions, and so I'm okay with taking another top top defensive lineman. And all, honestly, I think what our what our top our front seven is going to look like is outside linebackers. You're going to have Kerrigan and Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have Foster uh, Brown, um, Foster and um, Brown, Brown, chicken fried, um, in the uh, in the middle, mm-hmm. and then in uh, up front working the de- working the trenches is gonna be it's gonna be Jonathan Allen, yeah. Tim Settle, and Deron Payne. Yes. Uh, you know, I I know they want to try Deron Payne at defensive tackle and everything. That's totally fine. I'm sure in, in 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 spots he'll have to play it. That's okay. Yeah. But I think Tim Sell is going to be that nose tackle, and Deron Payne is just going to be that. He may he may um they may ask him to lose a little bit of weight before training camp. Um, 
Unless he's just all muscle, in that case, you don't keep the muscle. Country, country strong, boy. Country strong. Yep. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that that was just my big thing. I'm like, we had massive injuries everywhere. And who's not to say we don't have a playmaker upcoming this year? I, know, I mean, I, I know he couldn't stay healthy, and I'm mm. not just saying this because of, because of what, what I said a year ago. But you know, Monte Nicholson showed a lot of promise, and then DJ Swearinger started showing up in the in, in the in the latter half of the season. That's our defensive playmaker right there. Like he was one he was one of the reasons why we kind of stayed in that Minnesota game after falling so far behind mm-hmm. in that game because he had those two picks and he probably would have had another two. So I mean, I think Swearinger is the best safety we've had in a long time here. Mm-hmm. And I. I you know, I, I think that he's probably, I think him, the aging Deshaun Golson, those are some of the best safeties that we've had in Washington in a while. I think Monty Nicholson could come up and be that, um, could be that that safety that we need as well too. So, I I get where I get where Louis T was coming from. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I I agree there there is a need for for playmakers. But at the end of the day, yeah, you gotta establish a base first before yeah. you get flashy. And I'll be honest with you, like these guys that are winning championships, sometimes they don't really have like, like New England when they won Well, they had a bunch of above average guys being in the right spots at the right time. Mm-hmm. People who had playmaker potential in moments. Philadelphia, I think, had that. Because you really can't say who. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins. Maybe, maybe. Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox. Yeah, uh, Fletcher. Yeah, these guys. I, they were they were good. I mean, great guys, but they maybe playmakers. But I mean, they they weren't like these guys that really just. Mm-hmm. Ran off the paper on you. I mean, maybe Fletcher Cox, but like, I don't know who their starting middle linebacker was. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, that would be um, Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick. Yeah, it's Kendrick. Yeah, that's He went to Hoover High School here in Fresno, California. My ex-wife actually went to high school with him. Little fun fact for you. Fun fact. Um, uh, Nito, Nito well, stat of the him, night. <laughs> him, and, him and his brother Eric. Um, the twins, they're twin. No, no, no. Uh, Eric Schechter by two years. Um, yeah, okay. or no, by a few years actually, like four years or something like that. Um. Anyways, uh, I have a caveat for you. Yes, I don't want to get so much about about playmakers, but about about players who can make plays. I like that. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, that, that's. That, I think that was my point too. Like. Uh, do you want playmakers? I, I feel like playmakers can get you in trouble at times. Playmakers can get you in trouble with the salary cap, and that's just what's so important in today's day and age in the NFL is the salary cap. And I would rather have a bunch of guys who can come up in spots and who have the drive and the the determination to to make those plays and to come up big when when called upon versus Oh, we have named that top three talent person right. of, in the NFL. 
Well, yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, no. It, it, I think it's about who. It, 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 the NFL is such a situational. It's so situational. Um, third down and ten. Who's going to make the stop? Is that what you consider a playmaker, or could? I think when you put the weight on on one player, and then then when they mess up. If they mess up, because these guys, these guys are human. Um, you know what you gonna say? What are we gonna say to that? Like, oh, you know, they're they're bust. They don't have that clutch gene, or you know. So, yeah. I like I I I'd like to have a playmaker, but I, I'd rather have a whole bunch of guys that can make plays in opportune times. I think my quarterback should be my playmaker. I agree. Or at least, you know, that guy who can get the ball to those who can make the plays. That point guard, so to speak. Des Bryant, 2K18 for the skins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, and with man. that, y'all, we'd like to thank you for listening. This yes. has been fun. Uh, we have lots of content coming up for you. Uh, we, we're going to be busting out this podcast more on the regular, and we. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, comment, subscribe. Leave those reviews, fellas. We want to give we have we have this and ladies, delicious ladies. and fell, and ladies. Have you did you not like did you not listen to the second segment? Anything I said in that second segment? I maybe I wasn't done speaking before you cut me off. You said fellas. That? I said I, I was You I need was to use more gender neutral terms, Amir. Human beings of the world. There we go. Which world? Our world. What do you mean, our world? Okay, we are, the, we are the world. We are the children. <laughs> um, but please remember to rate, comment, subscribe, review. Leave those reviews, everyone, because we do have this delicious new era draft cap that we would love to give away. But we need those 15 reviews first. We can't do it until we get those 15 reviews. And the Samahe P. Reno uh, rookie card, too. Yes, the Samahe P. Reno. Yeah, whatever um, that card. dude called him. But, yeah, we got you a lot of... to give away his way. And um, we thank you all uh, for listening. Any last words? Sentence? Yeah, we, we, uh, Amir brought this to my attention. We're going to start previewing the divisions, if not this next podcast. But the podcast after that, um, and we'll do a division each week till training camp, starting out with the um, AFC East, right? The Tom Brady That's division. Correct. Yes, Starting with the AFC East. We will cover the Na- the American Football Conference champions of 2017-2018 and their path to dominating the division again for like what a 10 11 11th straight year of them winning that division so it's going to be it's going to be fun going to brush up going to learn a lot of stuff um fantasy news fantasy and news we, fantasy and advice. also yeah and before we we won't get into it though um we might become handicappers <laughs> might become handicappers after the news of the supreme court legalize 
sports betting. So if you're jonesing for picks, we might have to start picking the spread. But as always, we love you here. Guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget to, like Amir said, subscribe, like, also on YouTube. Uh, As always, we love you here. And how do we say it, Amir, to close it out? Love, peace, and hail, fellas and ladies. And all the children of the world. We'll be talking to you real soon. We are.